Hey guys, it's me. Um, finally, I know that I have been saying I'm going to make a new podcast for so long. I mean, I did. This is episode three. It should be four because I did record in episode three. Um, it got deleted because I overshared like, whoa, and uh, your girl got embarrassed. <laughs> um, a lot of whoever caught that one, though, I did get a lot of like really good feedback and appreciation. But at the end of the day, like I still have a certain comfort level about how much I share, believe it or not. <laughs> um, so moving on, maybe I'll revisit that podcast another time. I do find that um, the podcasts are probably one of the most daunting parts of my job. I think um, I like it though because it's a good outlet but I think I do need some time in between them so I can actually have content to talk about. Like we have boys, we have uh, trips, we have work, we have all that and uh, let's just like get into it and uh, part from the day. Let's talk about it. Since this is going to be predominantly about Paris and my trip to Paris and my um, fall time, uh, I think it's appropriate that Don't Get Me Wrong Baby, Yes I Do, from Atali Donge. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I have been trying to learn how to like pronounce this and I've had the founder try to tell me, his assistant. I've had a friend who's French and I asked him to record it for me. And so anytime I try to pronounce it, I actually go and open his DM and like listen to his recording of it. So if you're listening, Niles, thank you for that. Um, but moving on, my French will, I hope, improve. I hope it will improve, but like, give me a break. <laughs> um, the perfume is actually a very pretty um, floral. I'd say it's very soapy. Um, I, I think that... Um, I've made it pretty known that I don't love aldehydes, and I've known some of, like, a, quite a few of Atat perfumes have aldehydes in it. I don't think it's completely, um, it's not as pronounced as, like, number five, Chanel number five, but I would say this is more of a white floral type of perfume. It has Lily of the Valley, Jasmine, Orange Blossom, Marshmallow. However, I don't detect the marshmallow that much. I wish I detected it more. There's Musk, Cacao Piled. Cacao pod, amber and patchouli. I do to detect the patchouli. Um, I just sprayed it on me and smelling it. For this to be a perfume with um, a lot of aldehydes and patchouli and amber, it's not as long lasting as I, I would like. I do think that I go nose blind to this pretty fast. And I think that um, the person I was with one night in Paris, I asked him, can you smell me? Tell me what you think. And he couldn't smell me. I mean, he did a little, but like, it's not my normal date night scent. Because if I'm going to like wear a perfume on a date, I'm going to want everyone to smell me. So I did start drowning myself in it because I actually didn't have that many perfumes with me in Paris because I knew I'd be packing a lot, bringing it back a lot back. So I wore these predominantly, all the atop perfumes that I collected. Um, I still love it. I love that. I um, naively thought this was a wedding perfume. What was I thinking? <laughs> For some reason, I thought, yes, I do. But yes, I do. Like it was like a bridal scent. And, you know, and I thought that was so clever. And I've actually talked about it in the past because I did have a sample of this before I left. But um, actually, the founder was telling me the story behind all of these perfumes. And he told me that this one is... Don't get me wrong, baby. Yes, I do. Swallows. And if you don't know what that means, I'm not going to explain it to you. But if you know, you know. And um, <clears throat> my jaw dropped. I was like, what? Because I, I wasn't like so shocked. Because I do think that Atop perfumes are pretty pushing the boundaries. I mean, I, I can go on and on about these perfumes, actually. But I think I was more shocked because I had I was embarrassed immediately. Because I was like, wait, I thought it was a bridal perfume. Um, I immediately fell in love with the fact that it was a dirty perfume, <laughs> inspired after, after like a very private moment. Um, I still love it. And I think that if you want to try it, I'm smelling myself. I'm going to come back because I just sprayed it. I'm at the end of the podcast. I'm going to tell you how I think it wears because I think, I don't know if I'm giving it a fair assessment. Um, if you want to try it, my code is pretty 10 link in bio. Of course, I have all of my um, perfumes that I wore listed so you can try them out with me. All right, let's get on with the podcast though. Wow. I had such a busy fall. So, um, 
I've never been so busy in my life. I had so many sponsorships and I appreciate everybody who stuck it out with me. Um, I know that my content wasn't as organic for a while because I had um, very limited time to make daily content and, and I did try to engage a lot. And whenever I ask you to help me with my engagement, which is basically me saying, ask me a question, that is my way of you. Like, I appreciate you so much for submitting questions because it just helps me make daily content whenever I'm uh, tapped creatively, if you know what I mean. And it's also a way for me to talk to you. And I love that. Um, I had so many sponsorships. I've never been so busy. And um, I, it makes me very happy that I've made it this far to where um, I, I was able to do so much work, but it also, I found it very overwhelming. Um, thank you for everyone who actually supports my ads. I know people don't want to like support sponsored work, but, um, everyone who does go out of their way to leave a comment, like it, I really appreciate you because, uh, that's how I pay my rent and my, it's my livelihood. So, um, thank you. Um, I had, I got to go on a trip with Mesa Margiela, which was great, which was amazing actually, because I met a lot of people that I've actually admired for years. Um, there's a lot of fashion people there. It was mostly models, I would say. Um, I remember getting the list and it was like, uh, the email list, it was all like at four models, at four models, at four models. I was like, oh wait, where am I going? Who am I going with? Um, but it was fine. Um, I think I was the only perfume person there. I was actually. Um, but I met some really cool people. Like I met this girl who's like this yoga instructor who's so beautiful. Um, I met a bunch of like, uh, lifestyle creators and they make great content. So it's really great that I got to connect with them and a bunch of fashion people really. Um, so it's great that I get to like connect with other niches. Um, because I do kind of stay in my own little world and mind my business, but, um, I do love to meet people that do what I do as well. So it's, it's cool. It's like you get a little connection and you kind of get inspiration from each other. I would say, um, what else? Uh, we were celebrating autumn vibes which is one of the new newer perfumes from Mesa Margiela. Uh, it smells very much like Santal 33, so of course I'm a fan. Um, I think it's one of their longer-lasting perfumes as well. Um, there was discussions about working together, which I need to touch base again with them. That's uh, uh, a little of a touchy subject right now, so maybe I'll share more, but if you've caught any of my lives, you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, what else? I... I got to do some work for Victor and Roth. I went to one of their events. And um, there hasn't been a lot of events since COVID, you know. Um, I think that it's really great to have a little of that back. But I think that the variant now is going to shut them all down again. So, I mean, obviously, um, it, you know, trying to have some normalcy, you know. But we all got to do what we got to do, right? And um so my trip to Paris was the big highlight. It's been coming up this entire year, and I've been so excited about it. And um, that's predominantly what I'm going to talk about, I think. Um, I'm Again, I'm not really great at doing these podcasts. It's kind of me just talking to you as I would talk to you if you were my friend. So like, I apologize if um, I ramble at times or rant <laughs> or go on a tangent. But this is just me doing this like on a whim kind of as well. Eventually I'll put a little bit more effort into creating these podcasts, but for now, this is what you're going to get. Okay. Let's talk about Paris. So, um, of course, um, this was such a privilege for me and, um, it was, uh, just an amazing experience and I'll never forget it. And I appreciate Euro perfumes for providing this, um, connection with Atal and I appreciate Atal and, um, Wilhelm, even me meeting Wilhelm, it was really great. Um, but mainly the people I was there to see was Atal, obviously, and, um, the founder and, you know, it's one of those like once in a lifetime pinch me type of things because um, when I got to the airport and let's just be real, like it's kind of an all I've never been in first class. And so being sent to Paris on first class was like such an amazing thing. And if this is not new to you, you won't be like, you won't be impressed by what I'm saying, but I found it to be very impress impressive because I actually looked up how much it cost. I would probably never, ever ever, even if I was a balling, well, maybe if I was balling, <laughs> but like, I'm this time of day, like, or how much I'm making right now, I would never pay for a first class ticket. I think it was close to $3,000. And so, um, 
it was close to $3,000. So the first thing you do is you go to the Sky Club. And this was such a new experience for me because, I mean, I think it's business class and anything that's above economy, I think you can go in there. I'm not really sure. They scan your ticket. They welcome you. And it's just a beautiful lounge. It's really big. And this was at JFK. And there's showers and the bathrooms in this area was like a nightclub. There were beautiful bathrooms and there's like these chairs that you can lay down in, sleep. And uh, there's a bar where you can just order drinks. They're free. I mean, you can pay for like top. You could buy like a bottle of Vuv or something. And there's also um, a like a, a place where you can eat. It's like a buffet style. And, uh, I had, I think three glasses of champagne. Cause I was like, well, while in Rome, I did have a little bit to eat, but I didn't eat a lot. Cause I was like, they're going to serve me a meal on the plane. So I'm going to chill and not like overindulge. Um, I think I got like some hummus and a little salad and it was really great. I did have enough booze. I had three like glasses of champagne. Cause I was feeling good. <laughs> when I boarded, um, he tried to like shoo me to the right, like work towards like economy. And I was like, wait, here's my ticket. He goes, oh, you don't want to go back there. You go up here. And I was like, okay. So when I got on the plane, it was so cute. And I knew what to kind of expect because I know that I watch some of those YouTuber videos sometimes where it's like, oh, let's take the most expensive plane ride to Dubai. <laughs> so I watched those. So I kind of knew you get like a pod and you do. And uh, you are able to like lay down in it. And I thought that was so fantastic because uh, I mean, I'm, I'm short, so I don't need that much leg room, but it's still great to actually lay down to go to sleep. You get a comforter. It was Casper bedding. Um, it didn't look as luxurious as uh, maybe like the videos because it was like that Delta blue. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying it was more like a plastic and blue, but it's still top-notch in my opinion because it was very comfortable. Um, they served you a meal. They offer you as much booze as you want. I quit drinking though. I didn't want to have any more drinks. Um, I found it a little more difficult to sleep than you think. I did pass out. I think I snored myself awake though and I was like, I got like, I, I remember waking up and thinking, oh my god, did I just snore myself awake? But people were all passed out around me, but I was still a little self-conscious. So it was kind of hard to fall back to sleep. Um, what else? The food was, the food was really good. They gave me like my own ice cream, but the guy like just came and yanked my food away. But then they like offer you more food if you want it. Um, I will say I think Air France was better. I think my um, plane ride with back was better service and um, hospitality um, than the Delta one. But um, I also left, uh, let me just say, I left so much stuff on this trip. On the plane, I had like this beautiful little tortoiseshell bag that I've shown before. I got it at Kroger over the summer. And um, I left that on the plane with um, La Mer in it. <laughs> Um, my new lip gloss, um, my new lip pencil. Um, I left so much on the plane. My earrings, my earrings that my ex-boyfriend gave me, I left those on the plane. Uh, so that was great. <laughs> and But when I arrived, I was so excited. It was just like um, this very energizing feeling to wake up in Paris in the morning. Like I arrived at like 9 a.m. But it, there was this weird, just tired feeling because – um, I went ahead six or seven and I, this is the first time I actually went uh, traveled abroad this way. So, um, going through customs was new. Um, it was just a long way. It wasn't, I think particularly difficult. It was just, you had to wait for so long, you know, get your passport stamped and everything. And then they did have a driver for me. And the funniest thing is, is that when the driver picked me up, I was so thirsty. I, I was like dehydrated and, um, he was really nice. Uh, he was such a great driver. Um, and I love the cars that the drivers have. I don't know what it was. It was like a Ford, but it looks very luxurious. <laughs> Um, so the hand sanitizers he had in his, um, doors, I thought that they were waters because it, it looked like it, the way that the lid popped up, it popped up like one of those, like, like more like a sports drink where you can just like squirt it in your mouth. Um, fuck. I actually popped that bitch open and I literally bottoms up fucking hand sanitizer and uh, excuse my language. I do cuss no surprise here, but, um, I thought I was going to be so drunk. 
It was so bad. He did have water, which thank God, because I was, my mouth was full of hand sanitizer. I had to spit it out, um, but it was funny. It was a good way to wake up real quick. Um, he took me around the city. Well, he had to, because I was staying in the second. Um, and so basically you have to drive all the way through the city to get there. Um, I was in a really good area, in my opinion, because it was like, I mean, of course, it's like a touristy, nice area. So like, also, can I just say the architecture, everything matches. I, um, Paris is just beautiful. Everything matches. Everything's like this beige background. And so like, if you're like a beige, <laughs> like influencer, do you know what I mean by beige? They have a beige page, uh, move to Paris. Cause that's going to be your content for life. Um, so everything matched. It was so romantic. I was so excited. And when I got to the hotel, I was staying at hotel, the grand Boulevard, and I did not pronounce that with a French accent. Sorry. Uh, not sorry. And uh, it was a great hotel. They have really great uh, service and hospitality. And they took me to my room and I walked in and I was like, oh my God, this is gorgeous. It's um, like, I'm just like transporting myself back in right now in my mind, how great it was. And uh, I walk in, there's actually uh, three French doors that open up to the courtyard so one was a balcony, one was like, when you walk in, it just opens up and it's like a window with a, uh, like just kind of, um, like some bars there so you can lean out. And then in the bathroom, there was French doors as well. And it was just so romantic that I could just, it was cold, but I still opened that bitch up. Cause I was like, I'm, I'm going to like experience this. Um, it was great. Cause I taught actually filled my room with fresh flowers so when I walked in my room smelled like these beautiful flowers roses and I, you guys know I love roses um they also had this huge box of lottery macarons there and um they were so good and a bottle of champagne which I didn't open right away I the jet lag started setting in pretty fast as soon as I got there and I remember trying to force myself to stay up and uh, not fall asleep and so around 3 p.m., I passed out. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I was so tired. Um, and th this is like a weird feeling that I've never really had. I lost my appetite for the first few days that I was there. Um, I was not hungry, but I was hungry. I knew I needed to eat. Um, and when I woke up from this weird nap that I had, because I, you know, it was this weird jet lag. Um, I, I was like, where am I? <laughs> it was like such a weird feeling. And I kind of panicked because I was like, how am I going to sleep tonight? Um, so I did go downstairs and got some food. And the hardest part I've found about Paris is not speaking French to the people because people will respond to you in English, especially if you if you say bonjour the way I do. It, I'm, an, I'm an American. They can tell. So they would, would respond in English. And I was very worried about the language barrier, but I didn't meet many people who couldn't speak French. So if you're worried about going to Paris for that reason, don't be worried. It's more or less the menus that were doing me in and I was almost too timid to ask for an like an English menu and I didn't I was like no I'm gonna I'm gonna just look and see what I can figure out so I would find like the pasta dish and, and the pasta was like ravioli of course I knew what that is so I would say I'm like the ravioli and this and um a lot of carbs I I I, I oh my god it's gonna run out of time <laughs> So there was a lot of carbs um, in this place in Paris. Um, I was craving chicken. So the next day, I had to meet with a talk and the founder, which um, was such a – oh, I absolutely love them. They were so welcoming, and they were even nervous. He was very, very nervous. Atan, or I can't say I'm so sorry. I will butcher their names because I can't speak French, and this is quite embarrassing. So um, he actually – the first thing he said to me, and he was so adorable, he said to me, I don't ever wear a tie. I wore a tie for you. And I was like, oh, so I think it broke the ice because it just showed that we were both nervous. And he, you know, kind of gushed that he didn't understand um, what I do really, but he knew the importance of it is what he said. And um, we literally sat in his office for hours talking about perfumes. He told me about, you know, 
how about his family, his wife, his sons, um, his daughter. Um, he even said that his daughter looked me up on Instagram that morning before he came and she was impressed with me. And he was such a kind person and genuine. And I loved that about him. Um, when we first started talking, I do feel like he was, um, it was almost like I felt like I was given an interview for him because he had these really great answers. But as we kept progressing in our conversation, he just started gushing about his love of perfume and what inspired each of these perfumes. And all I could see the passion coming. And I really admired watching this person just geek out on his on his hot not it's not even a hobby on his passion really and so like it made me feel very inspired to see someone so excited about these scents and um he was very open with my opinions like there was a perfume I smelled called body secretions and um I quickly found out most of his uh, perfumes are very sexual into windows or you know they're very edgy and so he told me body secretions is supposed supposed to smell like basically saliva, spit, and cum. And I put it on me. I should have just sprayed the piece of... Why did I spray it on me? Because I immediately wanted to scrub it off. Um, it's one of those perfumes that like... You, if you ever heard of me talk about um, heretics, um, poltergeist, I'm like, it's gross, but you have to try it. And I mean, there's got to be... A, a, Someone out there has to like this, you know, they, they couldn't carry it if they, somebody didn't, but it did. It reminded me of sex and that's exactly what it was supposed to be. And, um, I'm amazed. <laughs> I'm also a little horrified. <laughs> and, but, um, it's something that I may talk about more in the future. Of course I have a sample of it so I can talk about it more. Um, what else? And he talked about a ghost. If you're like an anime, um, fan you'll know what I'm talking about a ghost in the shell and he told me actually that the word a ghost in the shell actually was inspired by something his dad told him and his dad had used it and as he started creating this in the 90s you know he he knew but he always knew this comic book which is um inspired after so he did get permission it's licensed through this um comic book he actually gave me the comic book um a ghost the ghost in the shell. And so I do, he, they gave me so many really great gifts that are going to be with me forever and great memories. But, um, let me smell this. Hold on. I have it in front of me. Oh, um, it's okay. Sorry. I had to <laughs> go to the next segment. So, uh, this is very much a skin scent. Um, it sold out in Japan almost immediately. So I think it might be hard to buy the full size bottle. Although I do, I think it's on the U S site. So, um, obviously pretty tin if you want to buy this, um, the notes are very aqua. Uh, there's like a yuzu top note. There's milk, um, jasmine, um, and broxen moss. I would say it's a very like, um, chemical compound, heavy perfume. Um, I really like it. It smells almost, um, a little soapy. I keep smelling it. Sorry. Okay. Wait, update on, I'm smelling myself. <laughs> okay. I can still smell. Yes, I do. Baby. Yes, I, baby. Yes, I do. Whatever I do from them. And let's see, I, it's already kind of like drying down to a skin set as well. So it's, yeah, the, like I said earlier, it's not going to be long lasting. Um, but I've also like taken some breaks in between recording this. Anyways, back to the ghost in the shell. Uh, I'm really excited. I love the bottle. They did this, um, special, um, they did this layering effect to give the bottle this very, um, textured feel. Um, I really like the way it looks, um. And also the emblem is inspired by the comic book. So it all ties in together. Um, what else did we talk about? Like we started talking about like how much he loves America, which I thought was very charming. I thought it was very sweet. Um, he told me about like his mom uh, in the World War II, like uh, was helped by American soldiers. So he has like this uh, special love for um, America for that reason. And we did talk about like possibly doing a perfume together. I don't know if that's going to happen. You know, in the moment we also were drinking. So, um, that's also what I loved about him. He's like, do you drink? I'm like, yes. And so I think I had so much champagne. I mean, we finished, I think maybe two bottles. It was great. Um, 
his assistant was also, I love her. She's so sweet. Um, she's the girl in the clip of the girl smoking the cigarette who looks very chic and Parisian. That is his assistant. And I, she's actually the social media manager as well. So I love her. And we all went to lunch and, um, we just talked and talked and talked. Um, they gave me some tea on some things like the Billie Eilish behind. I know a little bit behind the scenes about the Billie Eilish post on her stories. <laughs> I'm not allowed to talk about it though. But anyways, but the reason why I was even there was because of that post. So that's very cool. Um, what else do we do? He showed me his apartment. Not alone. The assistant was there. We went up into it. He has a beautiful apartment. Um, I mean, when I say it, it's like super old and, uh, it's everything I would think of a French Parisian apartment. It was so beautiful. I remember the floor, it had that herringbone floor and I absolutely loved it so much. Um, the windows, it's such a dream. That would be a dream to have, I think. Um, what else? We went to um, a hotel bar as well and we had more drinks and we just shoot the shit and talked about perfume and talked about life and uh, what I do. I think he's very interested in what I do. And I was also very interested in what he does. Um, and I went back and picked out some perfumes and he gave me one to give to my dad. So, um, that was very sweet. I still need to give it to him. And, uh, I think you guys have seen a lot of the perfumes that I collected. I've did a, I've done a video on it. I will talk more about them as we go on with this podcast, but that was my second day in Paris. And then that night, um, I had a date <laughs> and it went really, really well. I remember we met in my hotel bar and so handsome. When I say all the guys in Paris are handsome is not an understatement it is absolutely a statement. <laughs> Very tall, six, four, loved it. And, uh, we had drinks and we, um, named all of the, um, states in America. That's what he wanted to do. <laughs> so we went back and forth naming every state and I, I, it was so cute. Um, another thing about, Paris. Um, if you have a low self-esteem, go to Paris. <laughs> I've never been hit on so much in my life consecutively just by people like on the streets or, um, people you interact with. Like it was, I, maybe I, maybe I'm having that moment where I think everyone's in love with me. Is that what I'm doing? No, I don't think so. More to this. I have to go to the next summit. Hold on. As far as like feeling like everyone's in love with me, <laughs> um, I felt just like a very romanticize your life moment while I was there. I would say that um, you have to go to Paris. It's absolutely freaking phenomenal. Like I can't, I want to go back so bad and I'm trying to, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, so I went, another part I like about Paris is that um, very much the people watching, it's like oh, people watching city, uh, it's you everyone sits on these cafe tables and they're like stacked usually and um they sit outwards instead of facing each other how you do in New York City uh you you basically sit facing each other and you would have your body um perpendicular to the sidewalk instead everyone sits with their back like you're in a theater kind of towards the street and uh you have the table to your right or left basically and or if you're sitting towards the back you sit in behind the table facing outwards so but on the street level there's like usually people sitting straight facing the sidewalk so what you do is literally sit there and people watch and it's not in a I don't think it's bad. I think it's not, I don't think people are being judgy or anything like that. I think they just sit there and people watch. And, um, I love that. And I, it made me feel, um, relaxed in a way. So, um, there was this cafe that I went next, went to near my hotel, which I absolutely loved. I loved it, loved it, loved it. I had the best risotto I've ever had in my life. Um, the waiter was so, friendly and welcoming when I went in I was like hi or I said bonjour and he's like he, he's like hi he didn't even respond to me in French he knew I was an American and um 
he um, immediately was flirtatious and I was like, all right, this is where this is going. And he let me pick where I wanted to sit. So I got like this really good seat. And um, also, I just love the cafe furniture there. It's like the rattan, uh, usually that um, woven black and white type of rattan, which I think is so beautiful and um, it, romantic, obviously. I'm going to keep using the word romantic. Apologies, but not really. It's what it was. Um he um, just he he's the only one who actually brought me an English menu, which I love him for. He automatically brought it to me and he was just like, what are you doing here? And every time I told somebody like what I do and why I was there, the, their immediate response was Emily in Paris. And I was like, oh, OK, um, I can see where they were like tying that together. And then I would kind of ask these people like what they thought of the show. Um, they would all kind of laugh about it as you would uh, probably suspect them to. Um, they were just kind of like, eh, it's a dramatization of um, our lifestyle, I think, um, which I agree. I don't think that um, uh, we could go into, I could talk about that for a minute. I don't know. I like, I want to watch it. I didn't finish it. I, I watched half of it, but I do want to finish the show because I think it's beautiful and um, it's like a cartoon version of what I would say. It's like cartoon, it's like, a, yeah, it's not really realistic, but it's also entertainment. Um, I don't particularly like the character of Emily, but I don't think she's supposed to be likable either. So, um, I'm going to go stop going on a tangent now. Cause I could go on a tangent about that. So, um, a lot of you guys know about the waiter <laughs> and, um, I had posted in my stories that day because I was finding it. I was trying to keep up with posting while I was there. And that day I was like, this is a perfect story to share with you guys. So I, I told you guys, um, I just got hit on by a waiter and, um, in the most romantic version I've ever had in my life. Like, I mean, it's a bit insulting, but it's also like, oh wow, this guy just, it was like a movie. <laughs> like, uh, the first thing he asked me is, do you want to have champagne with me later? I thought he said, do you want to have champagne with your meal? And I was like, yeah, of course. Sure. And then I realized I sat there and he brought me my food and, um, the food was so good. The risotto, by the way. Um, I was like, where's the champagne? And then I realized, oh, he asked me to have champagne with him later is what he said. And so I was like, uh-oh, did I just plan a date? <laughs> don't know. Um, and yes, he was very handsome. Um, very handsome, actually. And I don't know why I didn't. I know why I didn't, but whatever. I'll get into that in a minute. Um, he then asked me, um, he comes by as I'm eating. I have my other left hand on the table, just casually placed there. He literally takes my hand into his hand and says, please stay with me tonight. Stay with me tomorrow. Let's experience Paris together. Something like that. But it was very much stay with me. And I was like, what? And he just walks away. I t and he didn't even wait for me to say anything, by the way. He, like, walked away. And I guess he was letting me think about it. <laughs> um, and then um, it got really busy because I, I I guess I got there right before the rush hour or whatever. Um, by the time I wanted my bill, um, he's like, please come back at 6. I get off at 6. And uh, I said, I don't know. I don't know. And I was like, um, maybe I'll take your number. That's the only – I didn't know – what else to say, but give me your number and then perhaps, but to see you, but I mean, not, I'm not going to go sleep with you. Well, I don't know, but I mean, I maybe have champagne, like, um, but, um, I had other plans actually. I had another date. <laughs> so, um, I did not go back at six to meet him and, uh, but it was a very romantic gesture. And then an another, that same day, um, I was standing on the sidewalk because I think that later that day I took an Uber to go shopping a little bit and uh, I was standing on the sidewalk and everyone's on bicycles there. Same as New York, but I feel like the bicycles are less intense. A lot of um, like motorcycles or uh, what are they called? Dirt bags? They're not dirt bags. <laughs> like these black like speed like motorcycles were everywhere and like um, but these people on the bicycles would ride by and one smiles at me. I smile back because I'm friendly <laughs> and he turns around. I didn't realize he turned around. He comes back up on the other side of the sidewalk and he asked me, he said, are you a movie star? And I said, what? <laughs> and um, he goes, you just look like you're famous. And I was like, what does that even mean? I was like, absolutely not. He goes, well, I thought maybe you were on TV. And um, 
I the only thing I can come up with with the reason why someone would think this because I had a couple of people ask me if I was famous. The other person was the YSL girl. I'll get to her, but um, I think it's because I wear a lot more makeup than maybe Parisians do. I, I look different than a Parisian person does. Uh, they're very sophisticated, chic, and um, very. Uh, they're just very. Like, they carry themselves with such like. Um, sophistication. I'm actually, I admire it so much. I'm not saying I'm not sophisticated, but I am, um, I am who I am, but like, I do wear a lot more makeup. I think maybe that could be a reason. And also I drip with name brand stuff. Like I know it's kind of gross to people, but that could be it. I just had like my YSL bag and my Gucci hat on. I don't know, but it was very flattering. How about that? So that's another part of me being like, Oh, let me go back to Paris to help my ego. <laughs> Joking, obviously, but not really. Like I, I just had such a good time. Um, what else? And then when I did go shopping, um, if you're watching my stories, you'll already know I had a lot of people watch my stories that day. It was a lot of views. Um, I blacked out. And when I say blacked out, I'm not being like, I'm being a little facetious, but like I basically went to go replace a pair of Gucci sunglasses I left in an Uber that I couldn't get back. And, um, I feel naked without my sunglasses when I'm walking around on streets because sometimes I don't want to be perceived. And I feel like if I put my sunglasses on, it's a shield where <laughs> people can't see me. I know that sounds silly, but it's kind of like my, um, security blanket. Um, so I was going to replace the sunglasses and I had already wanted the heart sunglasses from YSL for quite some time. And so when I went to the store, I was like, Oh, like I get this like rush when I go to these stores, you know what I mean? I feel like, Oh, this is so, like, it's just like beautiful. And, um, also the, that shopping district area is so gorgeous. Um, down, I don't know where it's at. See now I don't know the area. I just know how I got there it was with an Uber. Um, but like you would like in New York city, how all the like, um, designer stores are close together. They're also close together in Paris in this area. And, um, I went inside and the men who greeted me, oh, they're beautiful men, by the way. Uh, I was hoping one of them would help me shop, but no, they were like, let me get you a salesperson. And the salesperson was not nice to me. Let me tell you, she approached me with such a stank attitude that it immediately threw me off and I matched her energy. Now I'm not, maybe this is bad advice, but if you're going to give me a stink attitude, you're going to be met with stink attitude. Like I am, I've bartended, I've worked in retail. I respect people until I feel disrespected. And I have never been into a designer store before where I felt like, um, insignificant. And that's how she kind, I mean, she gave me her attention, but it was so unwelcoming. And you just, you know, people can radiate that energy. And she was doing that to me. I'm also validated with this opinion because when I did have that YSL condom lighter video go viral, I had a couple of people comment on how terrible they were treated out there. And I did notice they were American. So it could be because I was American and they are just being snooty. But um, as soon as I showed her, I was like serious. Um, and I said, I want this bag. I didn't say um, let me try this bag. I said, I want this bag, but I already knew I wanted it. Uh, she, she perked up and was friendly all of a sudden. Like what, what are you talking? First of all, I walked in with a, a huge YSL bag, not like the little bitty toy one. I got like the, the big one that costs a lot more money. So I'm just sitting here thinking like, why is this person not taking me seriously to begin with? But whatever, she quickly changed her attitude and she started trying to upsell me on other things. Um, because I was like, I want all these condoms. I want this lighter. And then she brought, she brought a hat out, a YSL hat and I didn't want to buy it, but then I put it on, well, I held it up against my head and I was like, yeah, I'll just take that. And then as soon as I did that, where it was just like me shopping quickly, but that's how I shop. I'm not, um, a person who like lollygags, like I, I pretty much already know what I want when I go into these designer stores. I spend a lot of time browsing and um, fiending and um, daydreaming about the products that um, I want, the high M atoms. So when I do go in there, I don't waste a lot of time like browsing, you know what I mean? Um, she said to me, well, are you famous? And I was, and it kind of irritated me because I almost felt like, hmm, 
why do I have to be famous to be able to shop here in a way? Does that, uh, and maybe I'm taking it the wrong way, but this was the second person in like a day who asked me if I was famous. And I just said, no, um, I, I'm not, I'm just, I already, and I said to her, I, I just, I really like the store. I know what I want when I come in. Um, and she was friendly from that moment on, obviously. Um, what else did I get? I was excited about the condoms, though. Those condoms that went viral, like, honestly, there's over 2 million views on that video, which is so funny to me because I had a feeling it would go viral. Like, when I posted it, I was like, I think this will go viral because I've never seen it. And when I saw it in the store, I was like, oh, my God, this is like – and I know a lot, of a lot of people came at me or like, ew, the consumerism. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's – what do you – this is my page. It's about consumerism. And just because it's not your thing or you would buy it, for me, it's like a decor piece. It's like an interesting topic piece that will be on my table and like um, – I know some people are like, oh, that's so tacky. No, it's not. They're literally a, a topic convert. It's like we'll start a topic convert. It's like a topic starter to me. And um, I think a lot of people agree because it went viral and a lot of people wanted to buy it. So if you wanted to buy them, they're only at the Paris Reef store and the LA store is what I'm being told. You can't buy them online because they are sold out. I am still doing the giveaway. I don't know when I'm going to draw the winner. I'm really bad about being on top of like drawing my winner. So please always be patient with me when I do do the giveaways, by the way. Um, what else? Uh, that day I, I when I blacked out, when I say I blacked out, it basically uh, all reasonable all re like every pit of it was irrational thinking I think it like all rational thought went out of my head and I just kind of like my mind goes blank and I don't rationalize what I'm doing um I've come to terms with how much I spent that day I don't want to say but it was not it was a, a lot of the work I had just done <laughs> and um I should have been saving that money I will I want to like stress responsibilities because I wish I'd saved it but also I'm just going to chalk it up to I was in Paris you live once you can't take this money with you when you die so like there are memorable items I think I'll use for the rest of my life okay um so the next stop I went I went into Dior and I stopped myself from buying costume jewelry um I really wanted some Dior costume jewelry but I was like this is not a good investment I think it's a little bit and I don't even like really I'm not really a Dior person for the fashion it's not my style really so I talked myself out of that so let's give me some um props for that and then I saw a line at the Louis Vuitton store, which is beautiful. Um, it has this really huge art deco um, piece on the side of the um, building. Um, it's like this um, sun. I don't know how to explain it. Whatever. Anyways, I got in line to go into Louis Vuitton. I was like, what am I doing? I don't, have never been interested in Louis Vuitton ever. And um, I taught myself after going in there. So good, because I would have bought something stupid that doesn't even go with my style, I think. So... Smart decision number two, but let's talk about the, the bad decisions. What am I talking about? I, actually, why am I saying bad decisions? No, it wasn't a bad decision. Um, after I left uh, YSL, I just or well Louis Vuitton, I walked down to Chloe, and um, I have been wanting. If you saw my um, Christmas wish list, the unrealistic one, you'll maybe remember the puff coat poncho that was very much what I described as um, a Mary Kate New York City moment. Um, and when I what I mean by that is it's just one of those things that I could wear. It's timeless. I could wear it ten years ago. I could wear it in the nineties. I could wear it. Could wear it from ten years from now. In my opinion, it's one of those things that's so chic and New York City. I live in New York City, so it's gonna always look good here. Um, that I think it'll last forever. And it's black. I love black. I wear black all the time, and it's got this very like leather puffy um, collar, and it's just oh, I love it so much. It's actually super warm though. Like I was sweating wearing this. So I went into Chloe. I saw it there, fell in love. The guy was so helpful. I loved the salesperson at Chloe. Um, we just, he helped me talk me into it. And I was sitting there trying to talk myself out of it because it's not cheap, but it's like, I, I had just, I had just done so much work, you know, um, this fall. I, I, I just felt like, oh, let me treat myself. Like I can treat myself, but being an independent contractor, like I am, I never know where my next paycheck is. There's a certain amount of, um, 
it's very scary to be um, a freelancer, basically, because you don't know when you're getting your next paycheck. So even if you're doing well at that moment, in the back of your head, you're like, this can all go away any second. And I knew I know January, February, I'm going to be dry on work. Like, I'm not going to have a lot of work right now because um, there's no reason to have that much work. Your work is usually... Um, in the fall, if you're a creator, and then you start picking up again in Mother's Day area. But anyways, let's just hope that uh, this isn't going to come back and bite me in the ass. How about that? And after that, I decided I'm still going to go to Fendi. Um, I'm going to go see if I can find the sunglasses. I found a pair of sunglasses at Fendi, and I also came across this um, wallet on a chain. And um, I absolutely love these as a first-time buy. I get so many people DMing me about what is a good purchase for a first-time luxury bag. Um, I'm going to say this. I love bags to go on dates with, right? And I think that they make a great statement piece. And do, do people ask me about my designer bags and do they notice them? Yes and yes. I would say I get so many compliments on my bags. Even if they're basic run-of-the-mill, people are still low-key into the, the, they're into designer brands. I'm not trying to be shallow here. It's a shallow conversation to have, but yes, it happens. And even the boys I go on dates with are so easily impressed by a designer bag. You have no idea. And they always make a comment about it, which is really funny. Um, so, and they're always like, oh, you're Fendi. Oh, you're Gucci. They'll say something like that, which means they're kind of impressed. I mean, but boys are easily impressed. <laughs> so whatever guys listening, sorry, I'm not trying to like, um, minimize you as a person. I'm just talking shit. Okay. Um, talking with my girls anyway. So I bought this Fendi on a wallet, which is very reasonable. I think it's under a thousand dollars. And, um, if you're looking for something uh, to start with, I would recommend looking into Prada, um, YSL and Fendi and look at all of their wallets that have a chain. They're really great first time bags or even the toy bags, the mini bags. Um, I don't recommend doing something super big for your first time buy. And I would say go with black black and gold on a chain. Those are classic. Um, they're going to look good with most of what you wear. And um, they're still a statement piece. And um, that's my recommendation. So if anyone is wondering, that's it. Um, I'm going to wrap up the shopping part because um, when I was done, I was like, what did I just do? And um, I also got stopped by customs on the way back into America. And he made me tell him how much I spent. And I was honest. And I'm not going to say how much it was. I mean, if you're really wondering, you could add it up pretty quickly um, if you went and looked. But um, he was about to make me pay customs or duties. And I had no idea you had to pay this. I, I had already done my tax because you actually get like 11% back in your taxes. So when you go through customs, you um, have already filled out these forms and you get back a percentage of the money you spent. Um, so I did that and uh, I showed him those and he's like, okay, since you're honest, I'm not going to charge you duties. And I was like, what? You could have charged me duties. I was, I mean, I clearly out of my realm here. So that always be honest if you're stopped by customs guys. Okay. Let's talk about, let's talk about the boys. <laughs> um, while I was there, I was super busy. I went on a lot of dates. I wanted to spend time with people, you know, and, um, I got on hinge and I got on Tinder and I know some people shit on Tinder, but I think it's easy, especially I'm in another country. I want to spend some time with somebody just to get to know them. So like I went on dates and, um, there's two guys that I met. One, let's talk about the Gucci model. I'll just call him Gucci model because he loved my Gucci hat and he wore it the whole time. And he's the one who's like rolling the papers in, um, my video. And this is where the um, perfume Putin's de Palaces comes into play. I wore that perfume the whole time that I was with him. And I used to, sp I was spraying him with it as well. And uh, we had a really good time together. And uh, he didn't speak English. Now, this is what I was talking about when I said most people speak English. He does speak English, but it was very um, poor English. So we use Google Translate translation most of the time. Um, very cute, very charming. He's a model. And, um, uh, I don't know how much I want to say. I just want to say that like we hung out a couple of days. Um, but then I kind of like, um, 
he started telling me he loved me and um that made me uncomfortable because I didn't feel like it was genuine and I was like where is this going why is this guy telling me he loves me he actually wrote on my computer like I had my MacBook out and he had a pencil and he wrote on my computer um I love you. And I had it on there. I took a picture of it. If you guys don't believe me, I'm going to post it one day randomly to my stories and whoever knows they know. And I, maybe I'll do a giveaway that day for whoever knows what I'm talking about. Um, but he posted that or he wrote that on my computer. And at first, like I'm the kind of person who will fall for bullshit, but then I'll quickly come to my senses. <laughs> um, He's very handsome, very, very handsome. And we were going to see each other again, but what happened is I had to switch hotels. Um, so I was going to stay at the Hoxton in Paris, which is, I guess, one of the more trendy, popular hotels. And it was very beautiful. I, I went ahead and got one of the really nice rooms I that had... Um, I really wanted the balcony. So this one had like an outdoor area where you could walk and sit. And I spent a lot of time out there. I wish I... Wish I um, got more rest so I could get up and spend a little bit more time to myself in these places. But like, I just, I took advantage of living like while I was there. I didn't focus so much on sightseeing. I was more or less, I was there living my life kind of thing. Like I would in New York city. Um, cause even in New York city, I don't do sightseeing. Like I've lived here for 17 years. I've never gone to, uh, the Empire state building. I've never gone and saw the statue of Liberty. So um, I will get to sightseeing in a minute. I did want to go to Versailles very, very much because I love the movie uh, <laughs> Francis Ford Coppola's. Um, uh, I really love Marie Antoinette. <laughs> that movie. I just love it. I love it. Um, I, I love Versailles. I love the story of Marie Antoinette. I know it's a tragic story, but I think it's one of those like pieces of history that I like really um, like to learn about and listen to. Um, I really wanted to go see it. Um, I didn't do that. So I regret it, but this is also why I want to go back to Paris and stay for like a month and be able to take my time and do things in, at my speed. Because, um, I think trying to fit too much stuff in on any, you kind of, you'll exhaust yourself. So I decided to just to have fun and, you know, like be more casual about my experience there. So, um, when I get to the Hoxton, um, what did I do? I'm trying to think. I did take it easy one night. I was so tired. I'd like hung out with so many people and everybody smokes there, by the way, everybody rolls their own cigarettes. Um, I, if I move there, I know I'm going to be very in, I've never smoked in my life, by the way. I mean, of course here and there, but I, I can see myself just trying to adapt into that culture so much to where I start smoking skinny cigarettes. Um, um, but I thought it was cute. I thought it was very much a stereotype that I thought was like, I mean, obviously it's not cute. Let's talk. I get the dangers, but we're also talking about a culture that whatever. Anyway, a lot of people smoke there is my point. And I'm trying to be careful about what I say because I don't want to offend anybody, obviously. And I also don't want to um, influence people to start smoking. But I'm just being honest with you guys. Um, what else? So the person that I hung out with towards the end of my trip, um, what should I call him? We actually had this conversation. Um, I'm not going to use his real name, but we'll call him Jacques. Jacques the rock star. Um, he's... Oh, what a very, very special person. Um, I'd, I'd like to think that, I'd like to think that if he lived in Brooklyn, I would date him. Um, seriously. Um, he's very thoughtful. Like it was one of the more thoughtful people I met when I, like, we just talked all night. Like, um, we like hung out my balcony and chain smoked. I didn't smoke, but he did. We drank, drank champagne and gin and, uh, I think I, he spoke very good English and he was, um, a really good storyteller. I really liked that. And he really was a listener. Like he listened to everything I said and, um, took a lot of interest in who I am. And, um, I felt like he was just a genuine soul and I love those kind of connections. And it wasn't, I never felt like it was like, you know, one of those like weird hookups type of situations. It was like a very much like let's get to know each other situation. And it was uh, like someone who I will always look back in fondness. And, uh, I've invited him to come to Brooklyn. So this story could be 
continued. <laughs> but um, I spent a couple of nights with him and we like went, hung out in the hotel bar and uh, stayed up until 7 a.m. And like it was one of those things where like I knew if I went to Paris, these are the things I would do. Um, and uh, I think it's very romantic. And that's part of like romanticizing your life a little bit by uh, living your life and making new experiences. And I think it's very important. And um, he wrote me a song. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And I think a lot of you have already seen some of the verses and, um, I wasn't expecting it, but like we had joked about it cause he told me like, he basically, um, he does scores for like TV and commercials and all that, but he's also a musician on, on, on his own right and makes his own music and, uh, very, very cute, very, very cute and, uh, sweet. And he, um, is probably going to listen to this and I know he's going to listen to this and, uh, he watches my stories every day and he likes, I think he like was flattered when I was posting about him and my stories a little bit. And, um, I think a lot of people, when I posted about the song he wrote for me and he record, he didn't just write a song. He actually recorded it within two days of me leaving Paris. Like I was back in Brooklyn for about two days and I get a link to his SoundCloud and, um, when I heard him sing the word Jessica and then the hot, he had the word Hoxton in it. And like, I kind of like picked up what he was saying and then he sent me a translation of everything. And it was like, so fucking flattering. Holy shit. I've never been so flattered in my life, but also cringed a little because it's embarrassing. I don't know how to explain it. It was mixed emotions, but mostly flattery. Um, I really liked it. Like, holy shit. Like, that's like one of those things that, um, you know, I like, I don't know. I'm excited about that. I think it's cool. I'd like to get to know him more. Um, I'm kind of blushing. Like, <laughs> what do I say? Um, I'm really excited. I really want to go back to Paris, you guys. I think that, um, it would be great to live there. Obviously I'm not going to like up, up, like, I'm not going to change my life and move to Paris, but I think I'm at an age where I feel like I should do these things now and uh, not regret it. And I'm also like kind of want to encourage you guys to like, if you've wanted to do this too, um, especially if you're younger and you live at home and you don't have, um, like to pay for your own rent, um, and you are able to save money, like the ability to go and rent an Airbnb in Paris is very affordable. Like not very, very affordable, but you could save it up in a few months or six months from now or seven months from now. And you just need like a month's worth of Airbnb, which I'm looking at one right now, a very nice Airbnb in the area I stayed for over like around $2,000. And like, that's not that much. I mean, that's like, I know that's a lot for rent for one month for somebody, but I live in New York city. So I'm used to those kind of rent prices. Um, so like I'm here to encourage you to, um, if you're thinking about taking that trip, take that trip. I really think you should. And don't be shy to make friends and like, um, be confident and like romanticize your life. I think that it's super important to, because if you don't romanticize your life, nobody else is going to. And, um, you know, when I say romanticize your life, it's kind of like fulfilling these like things that you think can never happen and having romantic moments. And I think they're important and always wear really good perfume. Okay. I'm afraid that my podcast is getting too um, long. There's a lot of other stuff that I could talk about when it comes to dating and who I've um, had some funny issues with. I think you all know about Skeletor hands. Holy shit. Did he come out of nowhere to fuck with me? And um, I wish he had cut me blocked because, um, wow, you guys don't realize like I get guys that lead me on so much and I don't understand why I really have no idea why. Um, there's also the attorney that I went out with who, um, threatened to sue me because, uh, <laughs> that that's actually like a huge long story. And there's a lot of history there because I'd gone out with him a year ago or like, yeah, about a year ago. And it didn't end well then. And we decided to see each other again. Why? Here's what I'm saying though. There's two examples I just named is like, if something goes bad with somebody, don't see them again. Cause they, they're never going, it's never going to be different. Um, what else? I'm, who else did I go out with that I kind of talked about recently? Um, I don't know. There's not, I don't know. 
I'll have to do a dating episode. I know that the people that I'm talking to now are terrified to be mentioned, um, but I'm always going to change names. I'm never going to like say their names. Um, I do. I am talking to some people, so I'm excited about that. Um, but I'm not rushing anything. I think I'm just chilling right now. I have some like New Year's um, goals that I want to meet, and I think that I'm going to focus on myself for a while um, for sure. There's some stuff I have to wrap up in my life. And, uh, before I can move on with reinventing myself again, which I also think that it's important to always be reinventing yourself and making sure that you're the best version of you that you could possibly be. And that's, uh, what I'm focusing on right now. I am trying to save money. I am, I have hopes that I'll be going back to Paris, but there's also, um, maybe a reason why I can't go. And, um, I can talk about that more after, Something that needs to be done is done. And I know I'm being vague, but I'm also just trying to keep it real with you guys. Um, what else do I have going on? I have my perfume kit coming up, and I hope that you guys all indulge a little bit with that and enjoy those scents. Um, I have my candle with non-gender specific. Still working on it. We've gone through several different batches. Still not right, and I want it to be right. Um, that's very important to me. The very first thing that I get to create and put out with a brand, it has to be perfect. Um, what else? Um, I just signed with Estee Lauder for six months as an ambassador, not really an ambassador, but one of their creators. So I think that they, um, I have a meeting on the 10th and I'll know more about it, but, um, uh, on their TikTok that they will have, I'll be one of their creators for six months. So you'll see videos put out on Estee Lauder's account that I've created along with other creators. And I'm not sure who else is working with them. I just know that I'm predominantly their perfume creator. Um, who else am I working with? I'm just finished my job with Kills. Thank you. I just like thought I would never finish that. <laughs> I love Kills. So I'm glad that they ha are working with me again. Who else do I want to give a shout out to? Um... Finwall Mercury put me on their Christmas list and I think they're coming to New York City soon so maybe you'll see some content or some stories with me and Kathleen and Anthony uh we all love Finwall Mercury I've not seen one person who doesn't so um that's exciting but honestly I'm just like excited to see what the new year has for me and um I'm wishing you all well and I'm hoping that I'll be more on top of my podcast and I hope you enjoyed this and uh yeah uh finally <laughs> the third podcast is finished let me know how you guys liked it bye